Hello and welcome to Dateline New Haven on WNHHFM New Haven's home for community radio. I'm Paul Bass inviting you to look behind the headlines on the stories that make our community tick. We have in the studio two of the people, two of the busiest people in New Haven this week. They're always busy. They're always making good things happen, but this week they're especially busy because this week is National Lead Poisoning Prevention Week when the whole country focuses extra on making sure kids don't get poisoned by lead paint in their older homes. And right in New Haven, we're right at the forefront of that. We got Maritza Bond, the city health director, Rafael Ramos, the city environmental health director, who are all over and they can tell us what they're up to. Welcome, folks, and thanks for coming, as thanks. always, to the studio. It's such a pleasure to be back and nice yep. to see you in person. We love to have you. So, folks, National Lead Poisoning Prevention Week. How's it going? It's going amazing. Uh, you know, I'm so proud of the team. We have an array of activities scheduled um, because this is about awareness and prevention and making sure that we are combating um, and addressing lead head on. Mm-hmm. So lead's a big deal in New Haven. The number that always gets thrown around is that over 80% of our homes yes. in New Haven were built before 1978. In fact, it's part of what we love about New Haven, right? Yeah. I love the older homes. Yeah, they're, you know, they're really pretty as long as they're maintained and intact. And um, and they used lead paint because we didn't know until 78 or it wasn't then decided. we didn't know. And now and we know that if kids, what is it, if, you, if the kids are exposed to it, if there's dust, if they breathe it in, if there are chips on the windowsill. They swallow or, it. Then they, they, this could like harm them for life if they're under six, right? It can it can affect their brain and nervous system. Indeed. They don't Their IQ goes down. They can't pay attention. They don't perform well in school. Correct. So it's a big deal. Correct. It's a big deal, and it's a big issue. And our um, we have one of the highest cases actually across the state of Connecticut, and so it is a big deal for us to have a robust program and be able to support our community. So how how do you go about making sure that kids don't get poisoned by lead paint? And how many kids are getting poisoned by lead paint? Uh, so on an average, we're seeing about a hundred to a hundred and twenty to one hundred and thirty cases per year. Of uh, cases of what? Of children under the age of six that are. Um, having uh, elevated blood levels um, at the time greater than five. We now are targeting 3.5 um, elevated mm-hmm. blood levels and up. Um, but we are, um, as of this year alone, in 2023, we've seen about 94 cases of uh, children under the age of this, under the age of six. And so um, it's really big. Uh, it's really important for us to really um enhance the way that we have been engaging with the community and we and we've done a lot of different work and Raphael can talk a little bit about creatively what we're doing uh to engage our community and in general so there's been a problem it's been around a long time there was a point until a few years ago where the city was at war with um the advocates for the yes. kids legal aid now you're yep. on the same page you had a yes. consent decree agreed yes. to do everything together you have all these new initiatives yes. in fact Raphael was hired as part of a bunch of people you've hired to focus on lead Correct. Pain. And we're, we're, we're trying to, we're all kind of marching now in one step to, you know, to deal with it. We are. And, you know, right before I began, I, I was charged to be able to address the lead debacle that we were faced with. And in essence, um, what we had to do is build, rebuild the infrastructure to ensure that we modern, use modernized systems as well as um, invest resources. So we only had like two lead inspectors, for example, and we were able to increase to six inspectors. Um, I was very fortunate to have Raphael um, from LCI at the time then come over to the health department to support. So Raphael has spent his career with inspections of housing for the building code. 
So now you already knew what it was like to go to places, look at stuff, yeah. deal with landlords, that well, kind of stuff. Well, believe it or go. not, he started out as a lead inspector back in the day uh, oh. when he first started his career in... In 93. Okay, I'm going to ask you to close the mic. So I remember yeah. meeting you around that time. Yeah. And I didn't realize that was lead you were doing. <laughs> yeah, back then, yeah. I was working for Bridgeport back then. Okay. Yeah. And so, yeah, and so, um, you know, we wanted to make sure that, number one, we build an infrastructure, we supported our workforce, um, and we also wanted to be transparent. And so we uh, developed a online dashboard. So you can go right on our website and be able to see what's the status of lead. Um, obviously, aggregated data um, to protect um, any information um, that can be compromised. But nevertheless, um, it's very informative and in being able to understand what's happening in our city. And of course, our ultimate goal is to decrease cases. I mean, we're trying to make sure that um, we're investing um, so that ultimately we can try to ensure that we're minimizing the risk and education is a big component of so that. education you let landlords know what they can do you've got money to help them fix up their places you knowing parents to know yes. uh, tenants how they can contact you to get help yep. what you could do to avoid getting it and there's also an enforcement aspect that when people aren't doing the work you want to make sure they're forced to correct. everything is regulatory um unfortunate you know well fortunately to protect the well-being of the of the community um and in fact, um, when the governor proposed a legislation across the state on lead, he used New Haven as a best, a best practice model. And so, and for Isn't that, that I, interesting? How I our reputation turned around like that pretty fast. Yeah, yeah that's what that's what we do. All right. <laughs> we're talking about National Lead Point Prevention Week, Lead Paint Poisoning Prevention Week, with mm -hmm. Maritza Bond and Rafael Ramos from the city who are on top of it. So, Rafael, you came out, I guess it was about a year and a half ago yeah. to do this? Yeah, uh, two. Two point time Almost was fast, half, doesn't it? Yeah, time was real fast. So yeah. you had a whole career in public service and making neighborhoods safer, dealing with landlords and tenants, getting people in cold nights to a place when the heat wasn't working, all that kind of stuff. And now it's sort of a new chapter in your career. How's that going? What have you it, been up to? It's going pretty good. Working hard. Working <laughs> I saw you at Halloween, you know, with all the kids at the trick or trunk or treat and giving the parents info on lead paint and that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, we are at the health department. Thank you for mentioning the physical effects that it can have on children. Well, that's the whole uh, reason know, we care, yeah, right? Yeah, but, you know, the uh, behavioral problems or can cause problems with the organs. It can also cognitive problems, learning. All those things are important. But there's good news, Paul. The good news is that it's 100% preventable yep. through education, information, resources, awareness. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're up to um, this week. At the health department, we look at this with you know with with two prongs. Two, the, one is being very proactive, getting the information out about the resources that are available, making parents and young parents aware of what the problem is. Um, as you mentioned, as quaint as our city is, eighty percent of all the homes were built prior to nineteen seventy eight. There's a price to historic. Correct. <laughs> right. The year that lead Ambience. paint was banned from being used in residential properties, but and it's not a problem when it's because the the lead is there, it's a problem when the paint becomes defective, mm -hmm. dusty, chipping, flaking. Meaning that you haven't repainted your windowsills, right? And it all the stuff starts. Correct. Up. The, those kind. Of, so parents need to be aware in the interim while we try to address these issues and educate property owners and maintenance mm -hmm. men on how, what the approach should be. We t the big thing is to make parents aware that there are things that they can do to keep their children away from this harmful dust. And it's the dust that gets most children mm -hmm. and that inadvertently hand-to-mouth action. And it's yeah. interesting, it's under six. So if you're a 12-year-old, it's not going to wreck your brain? No, no. 
Well, no, and the thing is, hand it's washing so with young children, right? Young children crawl Ch- everywhere. Children at the highest risk um, right. and that early developmental age. Um, and so that's um, that's the focus of trying to catch um, at that age group to making sure that they understand. Typically, it's when, like Raphael's describing, is when the kids are crawling and are knowing, sometimes they're chewing on the wood panel uh, because they don't know. Older children are typically not... Um, doing and it is pretty much impossible activities. to leave kids on their own at that age without them having that risk kids explore they explore with their fingers they, they explore with their do. mouths they explore up close to everything and that's why it's important to educate parents on what strategies they can do to sort of keep an eye on that uh, those type of things if they're living in a home prior to 1970 so what are you telling parents to do oh, we're telling parents to first and foremost control the dust the, the best way to deal with dust is wet cleaning Wet, so we cleaning. Do wet cleaning. We'll talk more about it. We have some wet cleaning. I saw that. I saw these wet cleaning uh, events. I said I'm going to learn a new term. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah. And we <laughs> encourage, you know, we encourage parents to not let people wear shoes in the house, particularly when you have toddlers. Uh, uh, practice uh, hand washing. So don't wear shoes in the house. Is that because they might have walked somewhere well, where it was? Right. Remember, we put soil. Yeah, the soil. It's everywhere. We it's put, everywhere. Right. We put dust. We put uh, let it gas into the environment for like 75, 80 years, right? So the dust is there everywhere. You walk into your homes with your shoes on, you may be and contaminated. I didn't even think about that. Right. So when I we get, oh, had all that leaded gasoline, it, right. it came down there. into the soil. Lead mm-hmm. is heavy. It stays down. So, wow. You know what I mean? So it, it's still everywhere. So wet, you know, wet cleaning, uh, practicing a lot of hand washing with young children, no shoes mm-hmm. in the house, keeping children away from areas where the paint is defective either pe- peeling or chipping and those kind of stuff. If you have those old windows, put a piece of I can't bring up the windows. That happened once like a long, long time ago, 30 years ago, we were landlords and people moving in, their kids were already lead paint poisoned. Yeah. And we had this old house and we were required, which I thought was good, but it was it was a pain. These old yeah, window sills are all carved, sore. Yeah, they're so elaborately carved design window sills that are mm-hmm. historic, but they the paint chips easily and it's mm-hmm. a few layers and you mm-hmm. really got to get it all scraped mm-hmm. down and mm-hmm. repainted. Yeah. And we work with the historic um, preservation um, team to make sure that we're still preserving, but also being mindful of protection. And, and it is good preservation, too. It costs money to, like, go down. It's expensive, for of course, sure. several layers of paint and really keep something in good shape. With but good fortunately, paint. we have grant funds for that. And that's the purpose of us really also with this campaign this week is that we want to make sure that homeowners which is which about 70 percent or so occupy the city wait a second 70 uh, percent of the city's home are on your occupied no it's no 30 percent is rental. <laughs> yeah. that's what i was thinking yeah. wait 30 percent is 30 only 30 percent is owner occupied right 70% that's what i thought rental yeah. a- absentee and that's what right. i mean 70 percent are right. uh homeowner rental. homeowners are renting to right. individual residents and um, and so that is a significant percentage, and they can qualify for these free grants and be able to um, get lead abatement funds and be able to remedy the issue. Also, um, they can get up to $25,000 on on that. But we also have a healthy homes component where we can identify high-risk areas of, of uh, triggers, for example, and they can get up to Fifteen thousand dollars. Can you explain to me what that means? Identify high risk so, triggers. So, so HUD has a concept HUD is called Department of Housing homes. and Urban Development, yeah. federal government. Yeah. Correct. And they have this concept called healthy homes, where they identify one hundred and twenty nine different items in someone's home 
that, if not maintained, could be adverse to their health. But we all prioritize the first five, and not limited to that five, but fire prevention, tripping hazards, air quality. Oh, so it's not just lead paint. Okay, It's not just lead paint. Correct. There, there are other things. Um, especially like asthma, for example. And asthma is another significant um, a risk, uh, you know, Unfortunately, a lot of our children are affected by asthma. Um, so you have in the three city. grants specifically for lead paint removal up to 25K, and then you have a separate set of grants. Both of them, I believe, are funded by the Federal Department of Housing and Urban Development, HUD. Right. The other ones for up to 15K are for a series of unhealthy aspects, unhealthful aspects of a home, home that you're going to address. And yeah. then we also are getting ARPA funding from the state of Connecticut. And that's federal pandemic relief money. And, and what's that going toward? That's going to go also towards uh, being able to remedy some of these issues and, and offset some of these costs. Um, we're going to um, obviously be also investing in preventative strategies and activities um, for that. And then we have local funds, or local ARPA funds that were um, that we use to buy like XRF machines to making sure that the, the machines that we use to uh, detect lead are up to date and work um, in working conditions. And so we purchased um, new equipment for our lead inspectors. So tell me if I'm right from the outside. When I look inside a government, I feel like if I were in your jobs, one of the hardest parts would be to get the word out when you get that grant money. Like I watched Raphael at this Halloween trunk or treat trying to, you know, in Edgewood Park, trying to get the kids and have a good time with their parents, let the parents take this flyer home, call them about getting help with this lead paint there. It seems to me like it's hard to spend government money to actually get people who need it get the money in their hands. I'm thinking of like Biden's Build Back Better and everything that it takes. Is, is that true? Is it a real challenge to get the word out and get the money into the hands? Yeah. Well, they, there could be some challenge, but we're working, we have a lot of uh, sort of staff and outreach workers working right now, community health care workers. Um, we, That's where Marissa we, started her career, right? When How do you do community health care? Yeah, how do you right. connect with people? So 20 right. semi years ago. And, um, and we're also doing campaigns, and so we are. Um, we have marketing funds that's uh, allowing us now to sort of ex- uh, extend our reach. Um, and so we're trying a multi-pronged approach right. of uh, a strategies. Lot of um, and, being and, on the radio is one of them. Social media is another aspect, um, and then also sort of like these uh, demonstrations is making it more engaging. Um, we also did Mama's Love Day. Um, where what was Mama's Love Day? It's an annual um, sort of like community fair day where we have not just education around lead prevention, but we actually partner with all the different type of entities that provide different services for the community, um, like the community health centers, community-based organizations um, that provide services like um, heating assistance and other organizations like LCI. All of these different entities all participate um, each year um, as, a, as a way that we can sort of do like a one-stop shop where um, different uh, services that they may need is right available So you get an event, you bring them there, you do the marketing, and I'm sorry to interrupt you, and you we Raphael. Feed them. And Raphael was telling us about your eight outreach workers. So how do they reach people? Well, we, no, we, we, have, we, we, we don't have eight outreach oh. workers. I wish we did, Eddie. <laughs> I wish we did. But we, we do a lot of community events. For example, tonight we will be at City Hall between 5 and 6 o'clock working with property owners and uh, homeowners in trying to get them to uh, apply for the a volunteer lead up uh, inspection and see if they can participate in the lead abatement program. program. The, the lead abatement program. So that's so that was going to pivot to that. We're talking about lead, National Lead Poison Prevention Week. We're busy here in New Haven this week. Uh, Rafael Ramos and Maritza Bond getting the word out to people. So we talked about parents. 
and all the things you tell them, now you're pivoting to landlords. So with right. 70% of our stock rental, most of mm-hmm. it, how are you trying to get the um, landlords involved in this? What, okay. what are you trying to tell them? Right, so this week is not only for landlords, but the community as a whole, right? We all gonna wanna come together mm-hmm. and make people aware of the problem and the resources that are available, right? So, but it actually started on Sunday when we were out doing canvassing in our neighborhoods with the Hill, uh, Dixwell, New Hallville, Hill North, Hill South, Fairhaven, Fairhaven Annex. We were actually, we had three teams out. We were going door to door, putting up lawn signs, trying to get people sort of. And Paul, I actually saw them in action. So I was just coming home. You and I were texting. I'm coming home and I literally see them in action, putting all the signs out to bring awareness to the community. And I was so proud of the team that on a Sunday where they can be home with their families, they're out really working hard to bring awareness to the community. And I, I was really proud of that moment. I had to stop, take pictures, and then brag about them saying I had the best team. So the landlords can get money from you guys to make their houses. Correct. And if you can get into the mic, and, sorry. And, and it's a, yeah, correct. They can get money, and it's a five-year forgivable loan mm-hmm. over a certain amount. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, How much does that go up to? I'm sorry. Yeah. We can go up, we can go up to $25,000 in some units. Mm-hmm. And, and they can use that for lead... And they can use that for lead abatement to make their homes lead safe Mm -hmm. and forgivable loan, no interest, uh, forgivable at 20% per year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's for the lead abatement piece, right? To like Mm -hmm. fix, maybe, you know, replace windows or other factors, um, you know, walls and things of that nature. But then what I'm excited about is the Healthy Homes Initiative, too, because people really don't know about that. Like you can get new energy appliances. Like if you have dated Mm -hmm. appliances that are causing some of the risk factors like trip hazards or even, um, you know, some of the studies showing that um, gas stoves um, is a contributing um, factor to asthma and you have young children switching to electric. I mean, we can literally purchase, um, as long as they qualify, new appliances for, indivi- um, for individual. And you're talking about fire, like with like alarms and stuff like that? Fire, yeah, Correct. fire alarms, uh, tripping hazards, yeah. broken steps, radon, it's a big one. We can get radon, yep. yep. And so it's really exciting. And so um, it's an, you know, we, we do encourage people to visit the health department website where we have brochures on the eligibility criteria and things of that nature. And we want to encourage property owners are the recipients of those grants. How and many so, homes, how many homes in New Haven? Like, do you have to inspect all rental units for lead paint? Uh, no. This we, is only if someone if, tests. We wish we had the resources. So instead it's that people get tested and then you hear about them. Right. So yeah. there's two. I'm sorry, there's a proactivity that we're doing now. If we can get landlords to volunteer, and we'll do a test, mm-hmm. and then um, we'll help them with the abatement. But the other one is sort of reactionary to the, when a child goes to a healthcare provider and has a lead test, the healthcare provider is required to report to the state. And are kids child, supposed to get that as part of a regular blood test? Three, three t- uh, the, yes. the kids should be tested three times um, before the age of three. Oh, wow. That's okay, so annually up until three. So every yeah. kid in the city who goes to a doctor gets an annual checkup, gets the lead tested, and then the right. doctor has to let you know. Right, so... It's automatically, I- it's reportable. And mm-hmm. so then right. once it gets reported, it activates at the local level depending on the jurisdiction of the child. Mm-hmm. So obviously we have jurisdiction over New Haven. That triggers and automatically activates as a case. And then we ha- then that starts the regulatory process, which is very lengthy. 
but it includes doing an assessment to try to identify, is it coming from the home? Is it coming from a potential home daycare or a grandparent? So we have to do an intensive interview process to sort of oh, identify so that trigger because- Are the kids, are the parents at all defensive or no? Um, you, you know, it depends, especially now that we're dropping the levels um, and we'll be gradually dropping them um, as the as the ultimate goal because CDC uh, also recommends now that we want to get that to a second, yeah. And so, um, so sometimes if the blood le- levels are relatively low, we may get a, a parent that's uh, defensive because it's hard to about grandma's house or something. Mm-hmm. It's hard so for who them does to the hear in- the truth. Who does the interviews and then the inspections? The lead inspectors um, do the entire process. That's interesting. And then if a landlord won't fix it, you have you bring them to court. Well, well we, they're usually compliant. Oh, they so let's start there. Yeah, <laughs> they're yeah. usually compliant. Because yeah. um, I've very noticed about percentage. some landlords who own a lot of property. I know they've been being yeah. brought into court for code violations. Is that included lead paint? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then, so, but they on um, many landlords have now have their own lead abatement trained folks and, and those kind of things, which is a good thing. But mm-hmm. our resources is still there. Doesn't mean that they can't participate. Okay. With our, I was lo- so I was looking at the dash cam, which I, you know I know like paint isn't fun, but it was fun to go to your dashboard. Oh, did you check it out? It was so cool, and the numbers Thank keep moving, you. everything, and all the data yeah. that's there, and all the background stuff you could click on to understand. Yep. I'm kind of geeky about that kind of stuff. I enjoyed it, but anyway, I saw yep. that the number of open cases has grown a lot. Is that because we're identifying better? We have 53 open cases this year. We had 20 last year, five and 21. Does that just mean we're finding out about yeah. it? No, well, no. If you can go remember, the mic, we, remember, we have the most stringent lead ordinances in the state, mm-hmm. right? So uh, at 3.5, we automatically contact the property, I mean, the uh, caregivers or parents, and give them information. Uh, it's what we call a, a sort of a educational packet mm-hmm. to reduce the risk, right? We give them information. Mm-hmm. At five, we do a comprehensive lead inspections. Now, our numbers are higher because we're more stringent. Right. So I want to get to what those right. numbers mean. So there's right. a measure in blood that if you have a level of blood, in your, if your blood has five or more micrograms per deciliter. Mm-hmm. So we're throwing these numbers, five, 3.5, 10, 15. We're talking about the number of micrograms per deciliter. Mm-hmm. So until just a few years ago, New Haven and other cities in the state were using 10. Right or even fifteen, right? Fifteen. Well, New ha- well, they New were using twenty. 10. They were using oh. twenty, and then, and New Haven was using five. Um, oh. I thought we were using ten before you came on. No, it was it was a well. No, well, it by, was a, by code. It by code on the ordinance, it was a yeah five. But we were in practice doing ten. I thought that's what the lawsuits were about before you came so on. So I'm not going to discuss the lawsuit any further. But <laughs> the the ordinance had us at responding at five. Mm-hmm. And the state had us responding at 20. And that's where the discrepancy was. So now since then, as you mentioned, the Centers for Disease C- Control, CDC, mm-hmm. they've been doing more research and catching up with New Haven. They were saying, in fact, kids are a danger at much less than that 20. So the state passed a law to go from 15 to 10 statewide, the level at which a test would trigger an investigation, correct? And they're going to go to five by 2025. But we in our city, have we gone from five to 3.5 already? Well, at 3.5, we're just doing education. At five, we activate by the local ordinance. And Damn. and the state is going to be catching up to that. But That's what I'm saying. The state, goal, I'm saying they're not getting to five until 2025. Correct. We're already at five. We, already, we are the stringents in the state, but we do provide education at the very minimum. And is that an open case? Because on your dashboard, it says it open cases if it's 3.5 or more. 
Yes, because we want to make sure that the education is being tracked. Every component is tracked by the inspector. But the difference at five, so 3.5 is education, five is you activate where inspectors look into it. That's right. Are we going to move to 3.5 for that or no? We, you know, that's an ultimate goal, um, essentially. Um, you know, so it, it is an infrastructure build out, um, but we know that any type of lead in a child's um, body causes harm. And so um, it is a reality that we are faced with and in certain, certainly a goal that we would like to achieve in I, the future. And you've gotten 7.6 million from HUD in the two grants since 2019? Yes. All right. Well, that's great. We're talking about lead paint week. Let's talk about lead paint week itself. Raphael began speaking about that phrase I never heard of before today, wet cleaning. I can guess what it is because we all do wet cleaning. We mop right. and stuff, right? So you're giving demonstrations and giveaways. Monday, it was a key food. Wednesday, it's going to be Stop Shop Whaley. Friday, the other key food at Kimberly Square. The first one was Fair, Fairhaven. You're doing wet cleaning demonstrations and giveaway. What is that? So we want to show, and we're not saying that people don't get us wrong. We're not saying people don't know how to clean. But there is a science to cleaning dust. And the lead dust mm -hmm. is very fine, not mm -hmm. visible to the eye. This is why there's a particular technique for cleaning. And that is you don't really want to use a vacuum cleaner unless it's a high-proficiency vacuum cleaner made for that. Oh, I didn't right? know that. Okay. Because you, cause you're spreading dust, right? Because you're getting the big particulates, but the fine particulates are coming out the back. This, the same with a broom, Right. So what we, how we want to control the dust is wet, wet rags, damp, damp sponges, damp mops, Swiffers are the best. You swift the floor, then you wrap it up and throw it in the garbage and get a new a sort of a, a I new I didn't know refill. those were wet. I guess you wet them, right? Yeah, no, no, no. no they're those, damp. Yeah. They come damp. And the, and oh, they the, do? Yeah, and the refills are damp already. So, so it's controlling dust. And the, only, the best way to control dust is wet. So, so what do you do with these demonstrations? So at these demonstrations, we actually show people um, how to wipe, how to keep the dust, how to control the dust. Areas you know, to be mindful and, of. And, and the areas. Sorry, like which ahead. kind of places that you want to think of? Correct. Like a windowsill? Right. Yeah. Windowsill, the floor in front of the windowsill, mm -hmm. the floor around doors, friction mm -hmm. areas, right? Mm -hmm. So friction areas are windows, doors, and stairs, mm -hmm. right? And so every time you walk up those stairs, if there's lead paint, in particular if it's defective, you're creating the dust. If you're opening and closing the window constantly in the summertime, mm -hmm. you're creating the dust. And as you mentioned dust. earlier, if, they're if a child is breathing that or tends to be crawling and then swallows one of the chipping paints, that's where the risk cre it's increases. And so um, we want to make sure that um, we're um, being proactive and supporting families on techniques to enhance um, the your their cleaning strategies when they are renting or owning a home prior to 1970. Sounds kind of fun too. Like if people show up at this thing, were they there yesterday? Yeah, the foods? people do show up. Because they're yeah. shopping. Because yeah. you're going yeah. where they are, which yeah, is shopping. shopping. So yeah. where'd you set up outside the key yeah, food? Right outside. And we're giving yeah. out prizes. And, what and kind of prizes? Give, and we're giving out, we're giving out buckets. We're giving swag. Out swag, yeah. And other stuff, bottles. I love how you guys love this stuff, like hands-on ways yeah. to involve people in, in being safer so that these doesn't happen in the first place. That's a great yeah. idea. Right. You know, we want to be able to not just talk about it, but also, you know, sort of how they say be about it and show yep. and demonstrate. And, mm -hmm. and, um, and we love to be out engaging with the community. It, no, one wants, no one wants to be behind a desk all day. <laughs> well, another time you're not behind a desk is, as Mr. said, she showed you on Sunday, you're distributing lawn signs all week. Yeah. East Shore, Westville, Dixville, Newhallville, East Shore again, the Hill, 
Is is the idea is that you show there a number in a website to go to to there, find out about a, lead paint? Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, we have we brought a sample have, here. Yeah. There's a there's a QR code and everything. You can go oh, okay. QR codes. So are this good. is the sample. I don't know if it's here. here I but, like it. Yeah. And then it's you know we just try to have everything um, Spanish in, in Spanish and English at the very minimum, but we will have other languages as needed, um, and so that people can get more information right through that scanning that QR code um, as they're walking by or safely park and and be able to walk up um and scan and get information so really excited about um lead prevention awareness um week um trying to make sure that um people are aware so please give us a call um our staff are ready and able at 203-946-5382 as we want to make sure that um we are here to service you and uh, we want to encourage um homeowners and the reason why we're really stressing that is that that is the way to be able to access those benefits and so we want to make sure that um homeowners and are, are aware that it is forgivable um within that five-year period as Raphael mentioned and then um you're also reading aloud to kids how'd that go you're at lincoln bassett you're going to barnard what do you read them about but we read stories um get to the mic we read <laughs> stories we read stories to uh Designed for children, but to talk about lead to make them aware of where the hazards are. So, the stories are. about a kid who learns not to touch right. the windowsill, or, and, and those kind of are they yeah. sad stories parents, where the kid gets sick or no? Say again. Are they sad stories where the kids get no, sick? No, no, no. They're not sad stories. They're just stories to make you aware mm-hmm. that they, that there's a hazard. And then you're also doing. You mentioned earlier, Maritza or or Raphael, you're doing a whole a workshop at City Hall today, five to six mm-hmm. o'clock in English. Then Thursday in Spanish, healthy homes. What is that workshop? Lead abatement, right? Lead abatement and healthy homes. And healthy homes. We do a combo. We do a combo. And just to make people aware of the process, the application, the process, who qualifies, who doesn't qualify. And we could talk about other things, particularly about healthy homes. I'm excited because for senior citizens, for example, we know that there's a relationship between the cost of your utilities and how well you eat. Correct? So if you have an antiquated refrigerator, from 1970, you're probably playing all your electrical on that refrigerator, compressor, and motor. We can provide an energy-efficient refrigerator mm-hmm. for elderly folks mm-hmm. so that to help them reduce their energy uh, bill and consumption. So those are the things that Marissa mentioned about you know, appliances that relate to health. It is interesting how much they've improved appliances based on what they've learned. It's about. amazing. I mean, even ACs, um, you know, yeah. the air quality um, is another component um, that we, we um, assess. So you've been doing all this stuff in lead paint. Do you have time to deal with other issues? Like there used to be this pandemic COVID. So I'm very fortunate. <laughs> I'm thinking God about I'm listening. <laughs> so COVID-19 has been classified as a respiratory illness. Um, they, I'm very grateful that we have um, transitioned into being able to address an array of initiatives. And we have a, a, an, a team of individuals working on, in different um, departments and really focusing their efforts like opioids. Um, for example, we just received a federal <laughs> grant on addressing overdoses in our city. And so we are certainly um, finalizing our strategic plan because we want to make sure that um, as we now came out of COVID, are transitioning out of COVID, not necessarily fully, but we now have measures where people um, have options where they can uh, stay safe um, and either uh, take, you know, medicine or vaccinations. So there's therapeutic medication or vaccinations available or in preventative measures like mask and 
testing um the, well, all always, that that's still important i was interested to watch the first year of the pandemic when the whole world had to focus on it night and day because it was life or death correct you were able to chew gum and walk at the same time you did start putting in this these <laughs> these uh lead paint this isn't new you guys have been working at this pretty this hard was for, happening simultaneously. for almost four years now and we went full steam ahead during the pandemic and so way to go thank you <laughs> Keep thank you i love what you're doing anything else you want people to know before we uh say so long um we want to just make sure that people visit our website to get information which we want is you to, which website it's the newhavenct.gov and in uh nh nhvled.org Okay. NHBLED.org will take you right to the lead paint. Perfect. Well, keep up the good work. Thank you. Getting Stay out safe, the word everyone. About lead paint. Thank you to Maritza Bond and Rafael Ramos, City Health Director and City Environmental Health Director. Thanks to Harry Dros, who's the magician who makes people hear these shows over so many platforms, I can't keep track of them. We're going to take it out with the Afro-Semitic Experience performing I Wish I Knew How It Feel to Be Free from the group CD, A Plea for Peace. Boy, we need that now more than ever. This is Paul Bass inviting you to fly free with us all day and all night long at WNHH, New Haven's home for community radio. Mm-hmm.